Before we kick this show off, let's hear a word from our sponsors. So it's been a full season for the Under Pressure Outdoors crew in the Hasmore Outdoor Products Silent Seat. And let me tell you, they're worth every penny. And here are some reasons why. Number one, you can't beat the comfort level. Number two, they don't hold in moisture like rain or sweat. Number three, they completely fold out of the way when you stand up, giving you a full range of motion in your climber. And number four, they cut down on your setup and breakdown times dramatically. Don't just take our word for it. Use offer code UPO15 and get 15% off your silent seat and many other U.S.-made accessories for your climber today. You can find Hasmore Outdoor Products on Facebook and hasmore.net. That's H-A-Z-M-O-R-E dot net. And in the link in this podcast description. I'm your host, Will Krebs, and this is the Under Pressure Outdoors Podcast. So tonight we're in here with, uh, well... Sorry, Will's not here this week, so we got me, Jordan, Krebs, I'm hosting it. We got Hunter Rotarius, Florida Boy Outfitters. What's happening? Jim. Yes, sir, you suck at cold openings. <laughs> My dad, Bill Krebs. Senior. And, yeah, senior. Yeah, you're Bill, not Will. Hey. <laughs> we got my Uncle Rob Henson. But tonight we are... Uh, did you see Talking the way that hunting. he wielded that authority with the look at Jordan and made him wither? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it just never that's goes never years. goes away, does it? That's from years of practice. I just feel bad because of <laughs> the way he was walking after he hurt his back from picking that cabinet up. Yeah. Well, just wait, man. You're gonna have daddy. You're gonna have daddy yeah, power. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. He was walking around like a little old man, had his back all hunched over, taking little tiny steps. No, he's feeling well, his in own. his defense, he was probably holding the whole thing. You were on the other end of it. Yeah, he did have the heavy end. <laughs> <laughs> he chose the heavy end, though. Don't let him lie. So we're talking deer hunting tonight, man. And uh, we got a couple success stories in here, but we got one big time success story. But Jim, you haven't even been doing much deer hunting this year. I'm a, I'm a duck hunter now. Yeah? I'm a wing shooter. <laughs> I hunted ducks this morning. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you yeah. said said you had a uh, a good run in with the Bassmasters. I did. They uh, they were fishing on the left, and the ducks came in on the right. Apparently, they didn't see me. They they. <laughs> oh, <laughs> anyway, I, they was on the deck. Yeah. Oh, did they? <laughs> they were on the deck, man. Yeah, they they were cool though. They didn't say anything. They didn't yell or scream. They just went back to fishing, kept on their line, and they they um, move away after that. Nope. Nope. I mean, the lake I was on is, and where I was is not, I mean, there's duck hunters there a lot. Yeah. They might not have been where I was because I was a little off the X. But <laughs> <laughs> so it was the only ducks you shot at? No, no, no. I, you know, I, there was ducks that came through, but I was on the, not giving too much away, I was on the wrong side of a, a waterway. But I got, 
what I think is a fulvis hole. Ooh. You had that Whistler duck sound, but it wasn't quite right. And uh, they were in and out of there, and it was behind me. I think I can get to it. I'm you like, got, I would say you got my attention now. Yeah, I'm going to try to get in there. That sounds like a, that's a good time. I love some Whistlers, but boy, I'd love to shoot a fulvis. I, I don't know. They're definitely Whistlers. I just don't know if they're fulvis. But black, they or black bellies. It wasn't that. It was a little different. Yeah. So I'm thinking fulvis. We were talking ducks earlier before you got here. Uh, retention ponds seem to be loaded with uh, magansers everywhere I've been going. <laughs> yeah. I ate one the other day. That's the jalapeno popper of ducks. <laughs> That's exactly what I did with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, I, had, I murked a crow today. Yeah. It came in and disrespected my spread. You know how I feel about crows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, man. I actually had, man, it was Christmas morning last year, and I was hunting with a guy, and there was a crow. Dude, it was far. It was like a black speck in the sky. He's like, I bet I can call that in. I said, no, you can't. He stood up, started caw, caw, making crow noises. And that crow, next thing you know, turns, comes sailing right over to us, flew right over the blind, launched all six shots, flew away. <laughs> They're bulletproof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he didn't have a care in the world. How man. many crows do you see get hit by cars? Never. Never. Those jokers leave. Before, I mean, you get a in buzzard the, and a squirrel, now they'll play a little yeah. tag, but a crow, he you don't mess around. No. You, get in, yeah, you get in the deer blind and even think about getting your crosshairs anywhere near him. It's like, shh, oh, yeah. flies away. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know, man. Every now and again, I'll be bebop along on a WMA, and they'll just be a crow sitting up in a pine tree, just screaming his head off. You walk right up to it, you're like, Bye. <laughs> Wham! So, sing me the song of your people. Yeah, and I, t- I don't know why. I do not know. I suspect it's because their feathers are black, and people, you know, when you pluck them, they don't necessarily look good. But as I, you know, crow is fantastic. Oh eating. yeah, dude. I kind of feel like it's a lot. I mean, I know it's in a different term, but you say eating crow, and people just assume they're like a dirty nasty bird i mean i don't know that's that's like people uh that are from like stewart area i have a a buddy of mine that lives down there and his dad is born and raised right there and he was like yeah back in the day they used to call snook soap fish they wouldn't eat them yeah now now they're everybody wants i mean snook's great eating fish perspective crap at once too perspective i guess yeah if uh I heard that if Jim cooks it, I'll eat it. I promise. I heard from a guy. (laughs) (laughs) Heard from a guy that cormorants taste like crap. (laughs) I I have no idea. Not sure. Tried anything once though. I think that same guy said they have a really strong fish taste or smell to them. That's what he said. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I heard him too. Yeah, Yeah. I've heard they got really big breasts on them though. Lots of meat on them. Just doesn't taste good. Yeah. Give me a season. I'll punch one out. We'll figure something. I don't know, Jim. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. maybe like a, What is it? North Carolina has a season on them? But it's it's not every year. It's like they announce it. Like, today you can kill cormorants. And then, of course, the, there's a certain element of people that come out and just lose their ever-loving mind. Right? Hmm. Those things were everywhere in North Carolina, though. They're water chickens, man. Water turkeys are ugly. They just, they're everywhere. They poop. On everything. <laughs> I, I really don't understand why. It's like, 
there's people that, you know, it's just, oh, my God, you're gonna, like, we're going to go out and wipe them out. Good luck. So outside of waterfowl, I've had a pretty decent deer season. Dad hadn't seen nothing, but he's been hunting quite a bit. I've seen him. I just, not a lot. Not a lot. Yeah. I've seen more on camera than I've seen from the tree stand. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, uh, but so, I haven't been in the, I mean, I've, I've been hunting a spot that I'm waiting on the hogs to come out or hoping oh, they would. Dude, and they just haven't. Awful. I, I got, there. I've got, I mean, it, they're, they're steady at night, but they're just not. Is it public or private? How do you get them to come private. out during the day? I got a, really? I have an app for that. A mash? But they won't. You tried any like kind of like mash? No, we have. We've talked no. about mixing like. No, uh, but they're destroying my food plot. <laughs> I was about to say, you, I mean, obviously you want to wait till deer season yeah. over if you want to do that. But you I have got, to in Alabama. You see can't that? hunt them at night with until deer season's over. Well, once deer season's over, oh. you see that little rifle leaned up mm, over I there? I see it. Dude, I'll that let, I'll, Ricks. Let you, I'll let you run her for a little while. I would say that Ricks, we. Uh, yeah. When do you try and get you in here with Ricks on too? Uh, we could probably make it happen. They're pretty cool. I mean, they're a small companies still. I mean, they're yeah. growing like wildfire right now in the industry, but, um, I got a contact. I can, I can Let's go up. record too. Oh yeah. Dude, it looks clean. I mean, that's a good looking scope. It's just, it's the, just the, I guess everybody knows what we're talking about. It's, uh, it's thermal. Rick's, Rick's optic thermal scope. It's a, the L3 leap series. It's a 384 unit. I just got a, <clears throat> I worked with them and tested the scope out for a while and liked it enough at the end of it that I bought it. So it's my Maybe first. Send you another one to test now. Uh, they're supposed to be sending me a night vision scope in the next couple of weeks, but I asked them if they could wait till after deer season was over because <laughs> you know the guys in my lease don't like when I'm riding around trying to shoot pigs and stuff at night during deer season. Yeah. <laughs> would you wait? Would you swap what what's on Ryland's or on my? My AR that Ryland's shooting and put the put a thermal on it. Put a thermal on it. I'm going to Texas in March. I, I need I need to test drive that thing before I go. Have at it. Twenty two ninety nine. Really? And it's as good as a three thousand dollar optic. All right, I've got one that an old one that. But man, if there's a little moisture in the air, it just kind of turns everything to blobs. Another thing that that I do, and I'm not plugging them or anything, but just being honest because we're talking about it. They uh they run off eighteen six fifty batteries, and they get like six hours per battery. Mm. Those things are fifteen bucks on Amazon. Mm. Pulsar batteries are one hundred and twenty five dollars a piece, and they last four or five hours. Wow! So I've I've used Pulsar. Obviously, when you're running an optic that's thirty five hundred dollars, it's going to be better than a twenty two hundred dollar optic, no matter how you look at it. But I I genuinely have used them over three thousand dollars, and I've used that one now for. My dad shot three or four hogs with it. I've shot two hogs with it. I shot a coyote with it. I can't, I couldn't. I can't justify another thousand dollars between the two. So that thing doesn't have a. Uh, it films video. It's. Uh, it doesn't. It's, it's not rechargeable. Yeah, they're rechargeable batteries. The eighteen six fifties are rechargeable. That's what I'm saying. I got four of them. Ah. I just keep them in my. I got a little chest pack. I run when I'm night hunting. <clears throat> keep them in there you hunt for 24 hours if you feel like looking through a lit up <laughs> optic for 24 hours you might need you might change your prescription your glasses Put some blue lights it, on but, but uh yeah it's pretty sweet it's huge yeah so rob we'll kind of dive into this a little bit 
uh, I want to know a little bit about, because like growing up, I mean, I know you always, I think you came up, uh, you came to Georgia with us once or twice. I did. But you weren't always, you know, like the biggest hunter. So no. what, what really got you? Well, uh, I did hunt when I was a lot younger. Yeah, we did quite a bit of hunting in Florida hunting, just just messing around. Uh, but uh, the uh, oh yeah, you got to uh, get up on the mic a little bit. Oh. Yeah, I did hunt when I was younger. We did a lot of hunting here in Florida, but then just uh, didn't uh, after you know getting married, having kids, just didn't didn't picked it back up a little bit later after that. So, and then it's to me, it's just very relaxing, you know, time to be in the woods and just time to unplug from everything. So yeah, hey, you just kind of. Get, sift through all your thoughts there the whole time yeah yeah just uh well actually the, i like it because uh when i'm there i'm just unplugged from the news uh not you just focused on you know the hunt you know and uh, not not in tune with what's happening in the world so it's just kind of a nice time to be unplugged from everything yeah so like, slower like pace of life yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like that unplugged yeah yeah, That's, uh, yeah. i yeah. can get on my tractor and just ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Put the headphones on. No yeah. more chew, no more dip, but put the headphones on and a piece of bubble gum. You yeah. give it up? I give it up. Good for you, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah more power to you. Uh, <laughs> more money in my pocket too, bud. So yeah. Yeah, I might ought to think about it. <laughs> a bunch. Right. A bunch right. of money. Right. That's what made me give it up. So uh, talking them numbers, they get scary by eight years in. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you've had some pretty good pieces of property over the years. I mean, you've shot some, you shot absolute hammer this year, but you've you've shot some good deer over the years yeah, too. Yeah, we, we've been we're fortunate. We've had some, uh, and it's starting to get a lot better because we're like five years in now to the property. So now we're getting the property figured out, and we've got a good feed program going there now. So it's uh finally starting to pay off what we're what we're doing there. Yeah, it's got like a, a certain management strategy going on. You try to wait your deer out to their certain age oh yeah yeah we we don't we try to shoot nothing but you know four years and older you know so but you know uh, and the hard part about that is you know not everybody around there is on the same page (laughs) yeah yeah that's everywhere but fortunately we have got to know quite a few of the people around us and they're all getting on the same page with us now and a lot of the guys are starting to do a little bit of the protein and stuff now so it's starting to all pay off for everybody so that was that was a big thing with the place that we're on is like when we first got on it they're just the deer density wasn't there so we didn't shoot any does the first four years we were there at all none and that's obviously you get what 10 a person in georgia so we didn't shoot any um i think we shot four bucks the first year we had six members so not even every member shot a buck we were very patient and then we had some new neighbors move in went over there talked to them more or less, we had to literally tell them, hey, there's bigger deer here than you think there is. Yeah. yeah. Like, we had to tell them that. They're not running cameras. They're just coming up to hunt, you know, weekends or whatever. They were they were closer than we were. We're driving five hours, you know, five and a half hours. They're driving an hour and a half. So, we started talking to them. We're like, hey, man, look. Look at these trail cam pictures. Like, these are the deer we got running around. Like, you know, don't shoot that first you know, 10 point, two year old 10 point that you see, you know, right. try to shoot yeah. you a good deer if you want or shoot what you want to shoot, you know, but and this is what we're shooting over here. A lot of times it just comes down to understanding if, every, if you can get everybody on the same page, oh, it, yeah. it creates yeah. better hunting right. for everybody. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I was listening to, uh, 
it was a fall podcast the other day and they were talking about how it was like back in Michigan, uh, like back in the day that they had properties where they just hardly ever saw deer and they started waiting and shooting older deer. And like now their deer populace has just exploded since they've actually tried to wait on an age class of deer to shoot. Well, one thing you think about that is if you let your, the density of your deer get higher, you got more does, more does dropping fawns, more does getting bred. So it's just, I mean, circle of life. There's more there. It's going to keep on pumping out more and more deer, but you also want to keep your, you know, at that point you got to keep your doe to buck ratio and and check too, to make sure the genetics are being spread correctly. Yeah. Yeah. There's that one thing where a lot of people feel like if you don't shoot does at all, then it makes your, your rut better. Yeah. No, it's not true. Cause then the, the bucks don't have to get up and move right, in the daylight. Right, yeah. They don't got to look for doe, yeah. look for the next doe that she's already laying over there 20 yards from him. Mm-hmm. We had, we had that this year a little bit. It was weird. I love seeing a good chase though. Yeah, You're, it was kind of hot during your ride though, wasn't it? It was warm till the end of my vacation. Um, I hunted uh, the third to the 16th or yeah. 17th, which is usually the 17th is the best day of the year. Where I hunt every, I've killed probably five or six bucks in the last ten years on that on that day. Yeah, running does, but uh, that's the day I shot that big one a couple of years ago too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, <clears throat> I love I. It's funny because everyone's like, "Oh man, the rut's so great," but trying to pattern them or trying to figure out <laughs> when you're gonna see <laughs> them. Never, I've never you, been able to hit it right. You can't. No. Yeah. I mean, you just got to be right place, right time. He's got to cut that corner of that field and come out in the open and you shoot him or whatever. But right. it's it's easier to shoot deer in the early season if you can get them on a, pa- a daylight pattern. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, you about had that buck pattern, didn't you? Not really pattern uh, because we only had him on a um, community scrape and he was only at, at, at night. He was nocturnal at night. And then what happened was is um, – on Monday, I got a photo of him uh, come in late night, just walked by the camera. And then said, okay, well, Tuesday morning, he walked by the camera again, early morning, around 3 o'clock, 3, 3 o'clock in the morning. Then I'm at work at 2 o'clock. He's there with a doe. I, I told my wife, I said, I'm going to Georgia. <laughs> I'm leaving. <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so we dive too far into this. You actually had this deer on camera Last, last year, year we did Did yeah. you have him the year before too or no, just last year we had him on camera but he actually blew up quite a bit from the um last year to this year yeah yeah <clears throat> so he was just a what a smaller eight last year or, or no no he was still he he was a 10 last year yeah yeah so but uh, he absolutely just blew up this year yeah so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah he did that's for yeah, sure yeah. so uh let's hear some of the kind of story behind it well, the the story is pretty much just about heard it. Yeah, I said, yeah what like, I mean, like you know, the the day, day of the hunt, you know. Okay, so I I left that morning, Wednesday morning, got in the truck, drove to Georgia, got in my stand at two o'clock, uh, setting in the stand. It was really slow, you know, because usually that at that on that lane, you know, down there by the river, um, I've usually got quite a few does coming there to the feeder. Well, there was nothing. There was turkeys, coons, and possums coming in. <laughs> And I'm sitting there, okay, well, maybe, you know, there's something got them spooked. You know, they're not coming in. 
Well, so about um, 5.38, this doe comes running into the lane, and she you could tell she was really, she was really spooked. And uh, so, and I, I had her up on the binoculars, and I was just looking at her. And then all of a sudden, coming out of the woods, I see this massive set of horns coming. So immediately, I put my rifle up, and he walked in behind her, but his body was behind two big pine trees. And she was sitting there, and then uh, you know he knew that, didn't don't you? Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> that's why I had him. That's why I had his neck in my scope. <laughs> yeah. He knew these two pine trees. I'm yeah. gonna wait till she. Yeah. So that way, I, I'm covered right. by them right. trees. Nothing can yeah. see me. Yeah, and uh, all of a sudden she bolted, and that's when I pulled the trigger. <laughs> <laughs> not today. <laughs> no, no, no. no, you're not walking out here today. So yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah. How many scoreable points does he have now? Well. At the uh, oh, on points he was twelve. He's a twelve point, but uh, the taxidermist actually scored a buck at a one seventy. But he will go back to, will go up to Tifton to have me officially scored, in the end of January. Yeah, so. and then you were saying, uh, I don't, I won't make you name your actual county you're in, just because, Lord knows everybody's going on a lease in that county now. Yeah, but well, uh, good luck because act- there's no leases. Out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, that is one hard thing, man, to find a lease now. Yeah, it's very difficult. It is. I mean, once you get a good one, boy, you better hold on to well, it. Well, that's, yeah. that's why. Once I, you get any lease, period, you better hold on yeah, to it, yeah. good or bad. Yeah. I, I did, after I shot that buck up there, I I tried to keep it as 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 down low as I could with, with obviously still, you know, showing the deer off a little bit. Was it G-O-N <laughs> that released your county? Yeah. After, after, uh, I would never disclose it in the county that deer was shot in either. They went off of my GON mm. account. So, uh, it may or may not have been that county. That's, I mean, that's for you to decide when right. you look at right. it. So, yeah. Yeah. um, but yeah, I, now, nowadays you run the risk of somebody seeing something and they know somebody else will, well, they got, they're sitting on a hundred grand in their bank account and they're like, well, we can get yeah. that lease if we want it. Yeah. So that that's the risk you run now if you're going to be out and about a little bit. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to play the, the happy median of doing social media and also not giving up your. I found some of that with filming. It's, it's hard to find that land over there at Disney's Wild Kingdom. Yeah. 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 I'm telling you. <laughs> Boy, you could kill some deer out there, yeah. though. Holy yeah. cow. I've, I've seen them. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. I know you've done a bunch of work out there. Yeah. You've had to yeah. see yeah. some monsters. Seen yeah, I've seen some monsters out there for sure. I had to go to Melbourne this morning, and I get on the 408 to the 417, and right before I get on the 528, there's construction both sides of the road. I'm looking, I'm thinking, what the heck is it? A half a dozen deer standing within 10 feet of the 417. Yeah. And, oh yeah there's six foot fence on both sides of the 417 i don't know where they come from but it was i mean it was still dark but yeah that early and that there's just no other place for them to go it's they're building out there like crazy yeah <clears throat> we cool. did that small game hunt, small game hunt out there in christmas and uh driving in i think i want to say i got there at like 4 or four thirty, trying to beat the line and driving in there was deer everywhere and there were some you know, like 70, 80 pound yearlings. I'm like, oh, come on, you can use out on the road now. Come on, I'm coming. <laughs> Just smack one on the way in and skin it on the tailgate before anybody gets there. <laughs> right. Yeah. But no, there has been some absolute monsters coming out of Georgia. Yeah. I mean, it is that that sharecropping is 
<laughs> Doing some magic, you. son. What are they putting in those peanuts? Hey, ain't no peanuts on my place. <laughs> None. It's yeah. all uh, cotton. We had cotton peanuts seeds. at the beginning of this year. They done picked it and... We yeah, ain't got nothing. There, there was cotton across the street between us and the uh, the park, the state, the state land. There was a big There's a WMA field. over there, yeah. But we had peanuts, and we were some of the only peanuts around that I saw. Um, still no that well, close to us. I was gonna say still no deer on camera. Well, we had deer on camera, but we also didn't put our cameras up. And we have a uh, it's it's strange if we have a lot of young. Uh, spikes and three points and an astronomical amount of does yeah and just in a little i mean we don't have but i think it's 107 acres but they're all in one spot they're not they don't seem to be going Hmm. yeah they're all on like the north end of the property and it's it's different for me because usually we've had a piece of property that the deer it's always been a pass through and I think what we've got now is we've actually got the bedding area. Yeah. Um, because they're, I mean, they're like clockwork on that camera. Yeah. And at that feeder. We haven't, Ryland's the only one that's shot anything. Yeah. Well, he's done shot enough. Y'all going to eat all year. <laughs> yeah. I know. I'm going to have to work my way back up there and at least gonna, snag me a doe. You're going to have to talk to Ryland a couple, get, him, get a couple back straps from him. Yeah. I know. I told him, I was like, you have to save some for me. He's like, why? Yeah. What you I mean? told him, I told him, I said, I think I'm going to take you up there next week and let you shoot me a doe. Well, Grandpa, I don't know. <laughs> He's like, I don't know. What is my services worth? Yeah. 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 He's the least president now. What's it yeah. worth to you? Yeah. <laughs> no, my favorite, um, I'll, in the video that's up on the Under Pressure Outdoors podcast or uh, YouTube channel, but um, was when he, he turned around. He's like, Dad, I can't wait to go back to the taxidermist because we yesterday or the processor because when we left yesterday I told him I see you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he wasn't lying. Yeah. said he said he knew he knew before he left yesterday he's going to shoot him another yeah. deer. That was so funny, dude. I, the thing that cracks me up the most about that is that one where he's got the GoPro on his hat and he turns a wheel and he's like, "Dad, when are we going back to camp for dinner?" Yeah, <laughs> William's like, in about an hour, and he's. <sighs> okay yeah okay yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was right before he shot his buck too yeah, yeah. he's and then uh was, it was it a buck or a doe and he goes i don't know all i could see was his horns when he came out <laughs> yeah he said, well it's a buck <laughs> oh it's a buck it's yeah, a buck. yeah yeah you can't yeah. you can't beat that raw emotion uh, no. out of like especially no. a kid on their first deer no. or really anybody on their first deer because it's like you you literally they can't control it and it's just as raw as you can get. Dude, I couldn't control myself this year when I, I shot know. that. <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> I'd imagine there had to be. I Did mean, you just, get a little excited after you yeah, shot? I was gonna that say round? there had to be a. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing that I, when I when I shot it, so when I went down, because uh, I saw him through the scope, I saw him buck, so I knew I hit it. But I got down there and I shot him in the neck, so I, I had just a couple little hairs. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So, and then I'm standing there and I'm trying to look for blood and I, and I, I see no blood. And so I said, so I walked to where he went in at, and it, it was a palm fronds that run down parallel with the river. So we turned back and ran. He, he ran straight ahead. And how you get okay. a couple hairs from a 300 wind mag? Um, I, don't, I don't know either. <laughs> <laughs> so, was he close when you shot him? Uh, no, he was a hundred and about 160 oh, okay. yards. Oh, yeah. 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 Cause I've had that happen. I, sh- I, I could see it close. Yeah. Yeah. It's close. like, 
I don't know if this is really happening, but it almost seems like it's going so fast that the bullet doesn't have time to fully expand. It just yeah. pencils through. I, yeah. I, I would have to guess if it's yeah. cl- that close, probably. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I'm not a ballistic. Yeah, but 160 is not. No, no, no. It's uh, yeah. it should be blowing a <clears throat> golf ball size hole. No well, it, where it, it blew it, from the looks of that picture. It did. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, about that big. Dude, <laughs> so. so I I do kind of want to preset a scene here where. Are you on? You're on like a food plot, or your your yeah. food plot borders the, the river. The food plot runs down to the river. So okay. The river. We're not running parallel with the river, but we're we're running toward the river. So it's so like a it's a lane that it was cut lane. in. Yeah. Okay. We cut a lane in through through the hardwoods down to the river. Okay. So so he's crossing this lane when you shoot him. Right. Exactly. That, okay. Actually, actually, we figured out the they they run parallel with the liver with the river. But, and also like when the river rises, we got pine islands that are all down with the river. Yeah. So that's, that's where they're, that's where they're hanging out on those islands when it gets real wet. Yeah. 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 So he runs in, you don't see any blood. No blood. Got to the palmettas. I'm looking, I see one little speck of blood on a palm from there. I'm like, okay. So I'm standing there. I go, okay, do I call a dog? It's getting dark, you know, so do I need to call a dog in? But I'm standing there and all of a sudden I'm like, Oh, he's here. I can smell him. So yep. I took turn my flashlight to the right, and there he was laying you know, right there. You know, so <laughs> sure. and, and, there were, and he bled out right there. It was a crazy thing. So. Mm-hmm. so we didn't go, what, 20 yards? 20 yards, yeah. yeah. He didn't have God. a chance to bleed. Took his whole carotid artery out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. Yeah. Just blew all the blood out of him as it yeah. shot through. Yeah. And I've shot a pile of them with a rifle and a handful of them with a bow. I I will one hundred and fifty percent take a bow in my hand over yeah. a rifle because I I shoot a three hundred eight hundred and fifty grain bullet. Uh, it kills them, but sometimes you hit them in them shoulders and they don't exit. There is nothing to yeah, go yeah. off of. Right. I shot that buck this year at one hundred and fifty yards running a doe. <clears throat> then he just stopped. Just long. he didn't stop. I shot at him running the first shot and that's what made him stop <laughs> but swinging him stopped and i shot pow, and like you said i just seen his front shoulders suck up yeah and he started plowing i said well i got him on the second one my gun had, i was all twisted up in the box stand but i had laid my gun no one better than than to do that but we got these you know office chairs and uh like four by six or four by eight box stands and that was the chair that I wasn't sitting in. So it was to my right where the deer came in. And I put the barrel right on the top of that chair, knowing that that chair is going to move all around when I'm trying to get on him. Uh, as soon as I squeeze the trigger, you know how it seems like it's so slow, but it happens so fast. It's like, click. I feel my gun like slide a little bit. And that deer just stopped and looked at me. I'm like, oh, <laughs> semi-automatic. <laughs> I shot him on the second one. Yeah. But. You want blood trails? I've killed a few with a twenty-two two fifty. Oh, dude, I bet forty-five grain round, but traveling at four thousand feet a second. Yeah, getting it. Getting it there. does the job every time, and it looks like Freddy Krueger hit him. <laughs> <clears throat> the problem is, is every bite of sausage you you're like pink. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Just kind of like shooting shrapnel birds. everywhere. Yeah. Man. You remember? You remember when we shot that? Oh man, that's we shot a soup can we at had like a hundred yards. There. Yeah. No, it wasn't a hundred. It was like. 30 yards or 40 yards away we shot a soup can and we were sitting on the porch shooting and 
pieces of meat <laughs> flew back up. But on there, the, it just disintegrated that can. The can. There was literally nothing, nothing. left of the can. Because you hit it with twenty two two fifty. Yeah, it was full of water or something, full of fluid. <laughs> it was full of soup. It was oh a yeah, soup can. Full soup. It was an old uh, expired. The can it expired. It was like a right can of we beans look, or something. We were looking actually, for but... something to destroy and shoot, so that's what <laughs> yeah. we found. Yeah, they're nasty, man. Yeah. I, I don't know why more people don't shoot them. Well, I they're great varmint round. Yeah, yeah, I know a pile of people that shoot them. Like uh, what you call it? He he makes some coyotes. Yeah, the coyote hunting. But um, the precision, that's like the precision game when they get those 22-250s. Yeah. We used to use them to punch woodchucks out when I was a kid because they'd be way out there. But, you know, it, it's going – that's the beautiful thing as long as it's not a windy day. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, you're 250, 300, there's like no drop. An inch. Mm. <laughs> it's like Wild. you're flat. Yeah. But it, it hit a woodchuck and like you, you knew – Anybody sitting around, you couldn't see the woodchuck out there, but if the guy shot it, you could tell he hit it. You didn't need binoculars. <laughs> <laughs> Pink mist, like you shot a spray paint can? Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Cause, yeah. I mean, probably if you were next to it. How, but how far were out, those deer that Ryland shot? 60? Oh, not even. 70. One was probably at 60 or 70, and the other one was probably at 60. And shooting that 6.8. Will said it doesn't no blood and it didn't even have an exit wound. Yeah, I, I to be honest, I I don't even know where he hit either deer. Yeah. I didn't even see an entry. One of them was one of them. The deer tore, turned towards him right as he was squeezing yeah. the trigger. That was the, the, the doe. doe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. she kind of she kind of kind of moved into it, the shot, and that's but what they didn't her up. they didn't go nowhere. No ballistic tip. Yep. Yeah, I don't yep. shoot those for that reason. I only I, shoot soft points. Period. Have had. We, we, my buddy Jason has lost a couple that way, but he, he's killed deer. He shot a, a buck one time at about 100 yards with those soft points, and um, I swear to God, the deer had a heart attack. I mean, we running your hands all over it, you'd figure you'd find a blood smudge. Nothing. Never found it. It's but, hard to find 6.8 rounds is a problem, yeah, and yeah. that's what I got. <clears throat> so you said you used to I hunt. Do Yeah. 6.8s? Yeah. Yeah. So you said you used to hunt in Florida. I never actually knew that. Do you you guys just ran dogs on the scrubs, or did you go no, up there and still no, hunt? We just out there when Jerry Ellis and them were clearing all that property out there um, in uh, Pine Lakes. They logged all that out there, so we were going out there then and doing that. You know, so. There's probably some decent deer out there back then. Yeah, well, we were really focused on. <laughs> <laughs> You're just shooting anything that moved back then. Yeah. Yeah. Deer, ducks, whatever. Yeah. yeah. So that was back in the redneck days. Yeah. 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 Limpkins. Yeah. 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 <laughs> well, we looked that up. That was one of the well, uh, the settlers' favorite birds, wasn't it? Yeah, man. I don't know why. I mean, I guess I know why. There's not many of them. There's but... a ton of them now. Mm. During now, the right time of year, I guess. Yeah, I think they're more common than some other. I don't know why we're not having an ibis season. Oh, Lord. every time I'm in the March, I, I'm ibis. Like we ought to be able to get one. Yeah, you know, you ain't got to go to the March. So, Come to our yard. <laughs> yeah, I've got <laughs> there yeah, exactly. every every other afternoon. <laughs> so, grackles—that's another one that ought to be on the food chart. Yeah. How old were you when you shot your first deer? Legally. <laughs> uh, let's see probably um statute of limitations is up yeah. so we're not worried about <laughs> yeah. that yeah, yeah i was probably 18 something like that. Yeah. yeah just uh 
horsing around. (laughs) That's a long gap. What'd you, so then you didn't start hunting again until Uh, 50s, 40s? I started really seriously hunting probably about seven years ago. Back, got back into it, you know, Uh, so. You got a sweet little samurai too. You ever, you take that thing up there, don't you? No, I haven't taken it up yet, but no. uh, uh, was now that I've got another lease down the road, you know, on cold mornings, that four wheeler is really hard to ride down there. When it's <laughs> <heard that>. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get that rhino running again. Uh, we're, we're working on it, so yeah, it run again. But uh, yeah, I was gonna tell you, I, I shot a buck last year at 240 yards with a ballistic tip, shot him in the chest, 300 wind mag, 180 grain. Um, the bullet never exited. I, we took it out of his hip. It went through his chest cavity and went, it just destroyed everything in the chest cavity, but it, it oh, really yeah. mushroomed out and lodged right here in his hip. And no blood out. though, right? No blood. Just no. <laughs> well, no, he did not draw. He, he ran, but we actually were down there, you know, with toilet paper marker and little dots. And then he jumped across a slough and then we were able to see where the water was back up on the bank. And, uh, there, there's where he was laying right there. So, but. The Under Pressure Outdoors podcast is brought to you in part by Hang Free. With a mission to provide top quality products for the best possible price, Hang Free believes that the saddle hunting experience is worth more than money. They create both tried and true products as well as debut new items to the saddle hunting community, creating a community of saddle hunters that don't have to break the bank to participate in a hobby that they love. Do yourself a favor and join the Hang Free family this hunting season. They truly have everything you need. Don't forget to use offer code UPO10 at checkout for 10% off your order at hangfree.co. Sit tight. We'll be right back with a word from our sponsors. As we move through life, it's inevitable that we're going to find ourselves needing trusted advice from legal counsel. From business transactions to real estate, lawsuits to contract matters. We all need advice and assistance from time to time. Attorney Roman Hammis multi-state law practice focuses on litigation, business law, and real estate. Roman helps individuals and business owners find solutions to their legal problems. If push comes to shove, Roman is an experienced litigator with extensive trial experience and the ability to take it all the way. He's been named super lawyer every year from 2016 to present. A distinction given to only 5% of practicing lawyers. Most importantly, Roman is an avid hunter, angler, conservationist, and proud supporter of the UPO Nation. When you need dependable legal counsel, call Roman. 407-680-6050 or 843-324-1727 or email roman at romanvhamis.com that's r-o-m-a-n at r-o-m-a-n v-h-a-m-m-e-s dot com offices Florida and South Carolina so you were talking about earlier, oh, man, I can't find any blood. I need to call a dog, All right? I feel like that now, like back in the day, when I was a, like when I was a kid with my dad, 
that wasn't even an option. Oh, I know. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. hey, we're fixing, no, we're, fix, we're fixing to crawl around <laughs> or grid search. And, you know, <laughs> How many times did you crawl on the ground, Jordan? <laughs> well, I was going um, to say, Dad's like, you're lower to the ground. Get down there. And <laughs> but like you were saying, I think, I think something that's been lost a little bit in today's, you know, social media and hunting and, you know, getting people into it that necessarily don't have like the guidance and stuff. They're just going out and hunting. The art of blood trailing a deer is is kind of started to fade away a little bit. It's like, oh well, you got the dog in your back yeah, pocket. Yeah. I <clears throat> I shot a deer last year and I film on my hunt so I can watch the video back and YouTube and all that stuff. I shot a deer, remember I shot that one in that cotton field at eight point? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I shot that deer directly in its shoulder, quartered to me at hundred and twenty five yards with a three oh eight. How it didn't fold him up, I don't know. That deer bounded off in the cotton field, and like you said, I could not find a drop of blood. And I knew that deer was in the cotton field because yeah. I never watched him run out of it. So something, just a little tip, if you're ever in that situation and it is November or the, your rut, wherever you're hunting, if you get downwind of the last place you saw that deer and he's down right there, you can smell oh, him yeah. 100%. Yeah. The deer I shot this year, same exact thing, not a drop of blood. And uh, I had shot at a pig or something the day before or two days before and missed it. Oh, just, I don't know. Buck fever, I guess, but it happens to me. Every <laughs> yeah. once in a while, it gets me ate up. But I missed, so I was a little down on my confidence. And then I shot the first time and missed that deer. And shot him the second time. Dad, Now my dad's down there. He's like, I, I can't find nothing. And he's like a bloodhound. Yeah. I can't find a drop of blood. I said, Dad, how that deer reacted, I know for a 100% fact I hit him somewhere. Right. And what it looked like, it was in the shoulders. In the wind, I could see it because it's like a hardwood chunk. We're right on the edge of a cotton field, and there's a hardwood chunk. And I'm looking at those leaves, and how the wind's been blowing all morning was blowing into where those hardwoods are. So I'm like, well, I won't be able to smell him. He ran in there. Next thing, we're sitting there, and we're looking, looking for five or ten minutes, and all of a sudden, the leaves... The wind switched just enough, and it's blowing right in my face. I said, Dad, I can smell that deer. Yeah. 110%. You know that musty smell. Yeah. Of yeah. Smells oily. And I used to know it, but you can't I smell said, no more. I'll, hey, I'll, you I'll, too, I'll, right? Your smell, my smell's <laughs> damn near gone. But I, I told him, I said, Dad, that deer's in that head 100, 100%. So I, can, I can't smell nothing. I said, all right, well, I'm just telling you. It wasn't, old as sin. it wasn't 10 minutes later, and he's like, He's right here. I said, "All right, good." I've got I one said, of those. Good lord, I was thermal. Lose my. So, I've got a thermal, uh, like a not a spotting scope. What do they call them things? Uh, it's like a flashlight for looking. I was gonna say you, that's you ever what remember it's for, like uh, blood trail. Ten. Yeah. I would say you ever remember like ten, fifteen years ago they had like uh, it was almost like a blue light, but then it had a red light with it. Yeah. And at night you used to be able to shine it on the ground, and it would light illuminate. Like, yeah, the it blood, would illuminate the blood. It. Those aren't even a thing anymore. Why? Nope. Probably because of the whole thermal, the thermal optics. Yeah, yeah. Um, the handhelds and stuff. If it, if you're, if you're, if you got the cash on hand, to go grab one. But dude, you, they're that, worth their weight in gold. That little light that that he thing had will pick was, up, man. It picks up. It could pick up a squirrel fifty, sixty yards. You can see it sitting in a tree. I'm just telling you, those <laughs> in broad hand, daylight. Those little handhelds are crazy. Yeah, because it's like, I don't. I've never blood trailed to do like something with it, with one, but I have used a thermal optic to find 
something in hardwoods, mm-hmm. and it looks like yeah. a Christmas tree in the uh, middle of the yeah. woods. So with the with the handheld, is it? Are you actually able to see the drops of blood because they are different temperatures in the ground? So I haven't got to use it yet. I'm I'm oh. not a hundred percent on that. Honestly, I'm I've just I'm very 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 new to the thermal game. That's the first one I've ever owned in my life. I've used them, but I've never owned one. But so in theory, what without me sound like an idiot because I don't know in full. Like if it's middle of the daylight, like I took a thermal up to Georgia this summer and was hunting. I wish Will was here because he can explain it. Really yeah, good. exactly. He knows <laughs> yeah. exactly what he's talking about. But like I was trying to make sure that the gun was on and I couldn't see the target. But it was 100 degrees. So everything around the target was the same yeah, temperature right. as the target. So I couldn't see it. Um, the That one came with a little pack of thermal targets mm-hmm. that when you pull the adhesive off, it heats up like a hand warmer. And it's in a circle. So you can take it and stick it on a target and shoot it. So I, I thought that was pretty cool. I've never seen those before. Yeah. But um, somebody, can't you use tinfoil? You can use tinfoil and batteries. <clears throat> and can, that, I did that before as well. I took them. I took two double A's and rolled them up in tinfoil, and then poked a hole in my target just big enough to where it'll sit in the center. If you hit close enough, you only got one shot. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, I'm not sure with the handhelds if you'll be able to see the blood or not. You should, in theory, as long as it hasn't cooled off enough to. Yeah. If not it's be fresh able to enough. Yeah, I would think if it's fresh. Enough. I mean, I, I, it's it's like holding a GPS. I mean, it's no not much bigger than a phone. It's fatter, it, but it's just like that. Yeah. And and hmm. Pulsar, Pulsar, Pulsar makes them. AGM makes them. Zeiss makes one. Zeiss makes one too. Yeah. Um, Rick, I think Rick's might have like a binocular. Uh, I believe well, binocular. I mean, you, binocular is. Mine, the way I believe mine's so a like, Leopold. Oh yeah, the uh, Leopold Tracker is what yeah. it's called. Yeah. yeah, I've I've never used one, but I know the guys. That I haven't do. used it, but I've played with it in stand. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, just, well, sick. I I guess it's happy problems. But I told William uh, when Ryland shot a chair, I was like, man, I I kind of miss a good blood trail. Yeah, like you Yeah, I mean, always like, have anxiety. No, I I miss a good blood trail with a with a bow in my hand. Yeah, me too. Because I'm like, that arrow stuck him right there where it went in. Yeah. <laughs> I watched it go in, and I watched it come out. I watched him bleed when he run off. When you're Man, shooting I, at him with a rifle, I get like you said, I get anxiety so bad. I call my dad. I'm like, I missed him. I missed him. I know I missed <laughs> him. Yeah. I like when they fall over and the one hoof goes up like, pick me, yeah. pick me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like when you shoot them and they fall down. <laughs> yeah. They yeah. kick twice. That's why I said it's happy problems. You kick, kick twice, and I see his horns. I'm like, oh, I'm shooting him again. I'm shooting him again. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard too many of them horror stories where they get up and run off. Yep. Yeah, I know. I th- the first like racked buck I shot, he was 14 years old, and I shot him, and he didn't run, but maybe 20 yards, and then hit the dirt. But he was kicking like crazy, and I was like, "Nope, not today. Put another one in him." Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I not getting away from me. I remember the first deer I ever shot. I was with my dad, and <clears throat> we were hunting in, in a peanut field in Georgia. We we're sitting in a like a regular hub ground blind, one chair. I'm sitting on his lap. I was about six years old, seven years old, and I had a single shot Thompson Center seven millimeter eight. We still have it. My I shot my first deer with it. My brother, my sister. So, but maybe one day my kids will shoot one too. But 
Um, so we're sitting there and my dad had two sticks stuck together and duct taped <laughs> or something, you know, whatever makeshift little Shoe rest string. for me. This is before they made shooting sticks. <laughs> no, it's probably before we could afford to buy some yeah. shooting sticks. But <laughs> so this a doe pops out and I couldn't get on her. You know, whatever. She goes back in the woods and another deer pops out. He's like, all right, you ready? And we're hunting on somebody else's place. That they, you know, invited us to come hunt for the weekend for me to shoot a deer. The deer comes out there and I'm like, I'm ready. I'm ready. All right. Get on him. Just squeeze. You know, the dad talked right in my ear. Deer falls down. Dad jumps up and flips the whole ground blind off of us. <laughs> oh my God, you got him. You got it. You got it. Blah, 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 blah. And we're hugging and, you know, he's about to cry, it looks like. And we're raising Kane. And we look up and the deer is up and hauling ass, <laughs> getting gone away from us. Hey, he flipped that single shot. Seven minutes. And like I said, I'm seven years old. I don't know what's going on. He said I killed him. Now the deer's running away. I'm about to start crying just because <laughs> yeah. that. He kicks that Thompson Center open. Throws another bullet in it, shucks, uh, shut and says, hold still. He rests a gun on my shoulder. I'm like, Woo! Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm plugging my ears trying to, <laughs> trying to get away from that barrel. He's like, hold still, hold still. Click, pow. Deer falls down. He's like, we got him. <laughs> I remember those days. Hold still. Let me put the gun on your shoulder. Hold still. He'll still do it. I said, you ain't putting that nozzle on my neck. I can promise yeah. you. Yeah, we know better now. Back then, you're just like, all right, Dad. Yeah, back then, you don't even go for your ears to plug them. You're just like, okay. <laughs> like, I'm not doing nothing with my hands. They're just sitting here. But I went out to Colorado and went elk hunting and, and went to shoot a, a, a mule deer, and the guide was trying to get me closer. And we, we got as close as we thought he could, and he said, go ahead, put that, put that on my shoulder. And I was shooting a seven millimeter with a boss. Oh. And I went and laid up, and he says, Oh, no, 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 no. Never mind. <laughs> Let's get up to that fence post. Not with that thing. <laughs> I'm telling you. A little bit of flames come out oh, of that Lord. boss. It's, it's it's funny. Those bosses are rough. It's, it's like my dad now. Everywhere I go, even when we're up in Georgia just hunting, BSing around, I always have a pair of those electric walkers in my truck or in my pack. Yeah. Always. He's like, why do you carry those things around? I said, because I, I want to. He goes, what? I said, that's why. <laughs> yeah he can't he cannot i'll give my dad he can see he can do just smell anything god almighty he cannot hear i got a set at the house uh i think walker makes them i think you and mom got them for me a while they're back. walkers i think they're walkers um <clears throat> but they're they're just like wireless headphones oh they yeah push into your ear oh they're no the same no those thing. aren't walkers those are something else yeah, i bought they're yeah. the same thing as muffs yeah but they just push into your ears to amplify everything just like the most would. I, uh, I've never found a pair that will fit in my ears, that will stay in my ears for whatever reason. So I just went and grabbed me some of those. I mugs. saw Michael Waddell the other day form-fitting something to his ear. Boiled I, them, I saw that too. Boiled them like a uh, mouthpiece. Yeah. yeah, those are a couple thousand dollars. Yeah. yeah that. He didn't, <laughs> wow. He didn't yeah. pay for them. I got to get something new. I've noticed because I've been doing more duck hunting, man, and just combination of me shooting and guys shooting around you i'm yeah. starting to notice like we're, we're driving and then you got the mud motor man i get back in the truck afterwards and i'm like i'm just like that's why i bought him the muffs jim when yeah. when he got yeah. that mud boat i bought we bought him the muffs <laughs> they're so those things are loud too. yeah 
Mine was ungodly. Oh though. God, yes. Well, you got to think too. My dad's that that dad that you know we grew up with airboats and whatever. Yeah. We ain't never had no damn earmuffs on. He's like, <laughs> all right, you want to ride in the top or the bottom? I'm like, well, farthest one away from that big fan thing. What? <laughs> oh yeah, man. I'm excited for what's left of deer season. Are you gonna get back out there? You gonna? It's kind of hard after you've shot one that big to. Yep. What do you shoot next? A doe? <laughs> hey, take it, take it from me. Last year, don't worry. Those one forties are still fun to shoot. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna get back up a couple more times. So yeah. yeah. You were talking yeah. about shot placement earlier. I didn't mention it, but my favorite place is just blow the horns clean off them. And then the head. Amen. <laughs> yeah. If it's not, if it's, I'm just not a big horn collector. I mean, I, if it was, I mean, if it's a really nice buck, obviously I will. But you know, if it's a Six, seven point. My, my dad likes to do that on does every once in a while. I'm oh, like, yeah. Man, you're just nasty. <laughs> no, man. You load that no. deer in the hey. truck. That's gross. Yeah. Come on now. No. You, you do don't that? waste no meat and they don't run. Hold on. Exactly. Hold on. I guess, just, but goodness. Since statute of limitations, though, we used to have a place in, in Georgia and uh, shoot, I don't know. This is probably another 15 years ago or so, if not more. And. Uh, Cause I wasn't driving yet when that happened. No, you still had that old uh, tan Duramax. But uh, he was wandering out one night and, like, in the darkest dusk, not quite dark. Shot, well, I sat till shot, dark. I he, mean, till he I couldn't shot, see no more. He shot a set of eyes yeah. with his headlight. Hey, whatever. Whatever. Hey, <laughs> punching tags. Straight, so I, yeah, straight it was, knew that thing. It son. was like. 30 yards away from when I got down out of the stand, I was walking back and I'm looking at it and I, and I just see these two green eyes and I'm like, well, the last time I seen one bedded up like that, it was a pretty decent buck. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> I got Still it right between eat. the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> one was this way and the other one was that way. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it blow right out of the skull and things, but yeah, I, very I big, like to though. do it really for, you know, not for the, I'm not because I'm trying to be gross or nasty. It's, you hit it right in the money. You do that. And because there's no, you know, you don't get any blood to the chest cavity. So you oh. can, once you bust that thing open, you can surgically take all the guts and everything out in one big pile. And what you're left with when you're done looks like a carcass that came out of the, you know, butcher shop. Slaughterhouse. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome, man. All your meat comes out beautiful. You don't, you don't mess up no shoulders or back strap. Nope. Yeah, I would say Jim's an organ meat man too, and you can so. get a oh, good yeah. a good neck roast off of it too. Yep. You ever tried any organ meat out of a deer other than the heart, Rob? Nope. Oh, that man right there can throw down on like uh, Hunter. What he had was it that haggis or no? It wasn't haggis? What'd you bring in that night? Liver, something with liver. Oh, that was that was coot though. And I cannot. I yeah. will tell you right now. I have tried <laughs> liver a hundred. I love a chicken gizzard. I will eat five pounds of chicken, especially that spot up there. <laughs> Towards Altoona. Oh, oh, yeah. I'll tear that place up. But <laughs> a liver, I'm like, no, those are darker than gizzards. I don't want those. <laughs> and I've tried them and tried them and tried them because my grandpa loves them. And he's always told me, he's like, well, your taste buds change as you age. You know, you need to try it every couple of years. <laughs> That's true. That is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, well, and, then, and then Jim comes in here and he's like, hey, I got, you know, he had a smorgasbord of stuff. The whole table was full of salmon and all kinds of stuff. I can't even remember everything that was out there. I said, what is that? It looks like paste. He's got crackers and st- or little 
I had toast points, man. Little toast points, whatever. I'm like, what is that? He said, coot liver. I'm like. Coot pate, man. Ain't no way. Well, he said, that's what he said first. Coot pate. I said, is it any good? He's like, well, I wouldn't have brought it if it wasn't. I said, all right, well, I'll try it. You know, I'll try anything once. I ate it. I'm like, that's pretty dang good. Oh, no, no. Wait a minute. I don't know. One of you was like, whoa. And I said, that was trust me. me I was like, you got to eat more than yeah. one because the liver, even with all the butter and spices and seasonings, it's just not in our typical palate, but it's kind of <laughs> no. weird. It's like you eat it and it's salty and, you know, it's, it's kind of almost like when you eat something hot and you find yourself like trying to eat more of it to get your mouth to cool down. Yeah. yeah. You get the liver thing. You're like, oh man, the next thing you know, you've had, you've eaten a whole ramekin full. Yeah. Of it. Say, you you kind of eat it and it's. It hits you and you're like, mm. I don't know if I like that I, or not. Yeah, you're like, I'm going to have to give that like one more try just to see if it still tastes the same. And then you're like, maybe just one more time. The next thing you know, you're like, okay, this is pretty dang good. That's what Will, Will was. Will tried it and was like, no, I don't I don't like it. He makes a mean steak and kidney pie too. Yeah. Kidney pie. Yeah, it's good, man. Kidneys. Uh the uh, the penny musica, penny musica, I think is how you pronounce it. It's Dude. the strangest one. That's uh, lung and spleen. You guys have got to film this guy making some of this stuff. Uh, he'd be the next liver king. If he didn't live all the way in Longwood, old liver king. <laughs> yeah, come in. Jim's got Jim's we got need to put a, yeah. swords and stuff. We need a studio with a, a kitchen in it. You you wouldn't think that fried lung and spleen. Would, like, you gotta be kidding me, right? Um, but it's uh, they eat it in um, Sardinia in Sicily, and, and it was it was it's, it was traditionally Jewish cuisine because I mean they were just discriminated against and they couldn't get anything but the gut pile. And man, yeah, with, with cheese and it's. It, it's no shockingly either. good. You would, I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Some people eat monkey brains too, but I'm not eating them. Yeah, That's right. what started COVID. <laughs> but it's not mushy, man. It's not. It's actually very crisp. It's crazy. It's, it's yeah. It's, it, that, that was, I just did it to see, like, I'm like, really? They eat that shit? Like, wow, it's actually <laughs> like, good. If they can eat it, I can. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's not. It's Give not, it to Jim. He'll eat. he eat anything. It's yeah. not an. It's, it's, like it's unpleasant to make because <laughs> yeah. you got to boil the lungs hey, before Mikey, you fry them. It. But it. It's if somebody else makes it for you, you know, and you just get these nice thin sliced wafers of meat that are breaded with the melted cheese on a, on a really good bun. You're mowing that down like, man, that was awesome. And then when you say, that's lung and spleen, you'd be like, get the hell out of here. Yeah, it's that like is. when you said it's crow. It's street food over there. About 99% yeah. of people they a bunch of it. that have eaten deer meat that aren't in any way, shape, or form a hunter or eat it regularly. And someone Love it. cooked it like hell and it tastes like hell. They're like, deer meat. Oh, I, no, I'm good. I don't I understand to... how people ruin it. Like. It's I remember going so to school. Easy. We got some one time from a processor that used uh, some other pork kind of fat. fat. Yeah, but I, I don't know if it was month old pork fat, but oh, it was it was bad. Like the it, what, I, like I, sausage I, or something. Yeah. It, it, well, it was burger. I, it was burger, but he used and it was fat? over near Willacoochee, and it was rancid. Huh. It was nasty. Yeah, no I thanks. gave every bit of it away. The boy I, I in Madison, gave it to somebody at work that I, I, I'm like, 
I'm like, hey, man, you I don't couldn't really, do nothing with it. I know you've been asking for terrible. this, dear me. I don't really like you. Yeah. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's a whole cooler full. Yeah. He's like, man, that's dear me. It's kind of funky. I'm like, yeah, that's how that's how it always is. Don't ask me for any more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I saw a thing. Oh, I see it about every year. Somebody's like, if you want deer meat, buy me a gun. Oh, yeah. They're like all your buddies that are asking for deer meat. Just tell them to buy you a new rifle. Yeah. You get them all the deer meat they need. Yeah. Put a price yeah. on that stuff per pound. $600. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I might be a little high on the end. On yeah, that one. I got yeah, one deer right. this year. So. Yeah. I'm but. still living off of two years ago. <laughs> hey, I did my. I mean, <coughs> mine's pretty good at price this year because I shot mine on public land. So yeah, yeah. You you got your you paid for yours in sweat equity. Really? Mine you got that? You, you got you got that taxidermy bill. Yeah, yeah. yeah just went up, well, didn't it? <laughs> meat wise, yeah. Meat wise, taxidermy bill. I should be picking that deer up Friday or Monday too. Can't wait to mm-hmm. see it. I'm excited to see it too. So you, but you're, you're just gonna hit the record book. So do you have any idea where, like, what's what's the, uh, the record in your county? Uh, non typical is one eighty six, I think. Typicals around one sixty three, I think. Oof. So, so you're, you're just gonna right be, on it. I say yours, yours will be, be a typical, right? Typical? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Whew. Yeah. That's you might awesome. beat it. Told yeah. you should have solved that one little spot. That one little yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. He's got one more kicker. That's a deduct. You know, so. I had a must have broke. <laughs> Nets are proficient. I contacted a guy down here to do a, a Buckmaster score, and never heard back. There's only a couple people in Florida that even do them, but um, Buckmaster scores everything, don't they? Well, so they they don't do it's net. Or it's, uh, it's gross. Yeah. So they don't do net scores, Buckmaster, and then uh, what's the other one? Boone and Crockett. Boone and Crockett is, they gross. come in there with a wire, and the guy <laughs> that knows what he's doing, you ain't getting no eights. Yeah. Nowhere. Right. So <laughs> I had um I had a guy, FWC guy down here score that buck I shot my bow three or four years ago, that eight point. He was like 114 and a quarter or something. That's the first registry deer I ever shot. And then <clears throat> I had him score my Georgia buck, and he's like, man, I might have been a little off. I ain't scored one this big in a really long time. And I'm like, <laughs> is he 160? He's like, oh, I think it was 162 and three-eighths. He's like, I had to look at the sheet or whatever. And I'm like, as long as he says 160, I could care less after that because I yeah. know he ain't going to make the seven. So, <laughs> But it's funny how that works, too. You start looking at them. I saw the picture of your deer the first, my first thought, I think I messaged him. I said, that deer might be pushing 80 just based off the pictures. But until you put them in your hands and you see the mass, that's yeah. when you're like. That thing looks like he's got some serious mass. Oh, he did. Yeah. That's like all I, the yeah, way yeah. through his beams. Yeah. The yeah, beams. A bit of bladed yeah. in some of the horn. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like, yeah. I, if you, if you look at a score sheet and you break it down where you're getting the most, everyone's like, oh. That deer's twenty four inches wide. Nope. That don't matter because I get five mass measurements on, or four or five, whichever one it is, on each side. And if each one is over five inches, yeah, you got twenty five inches on each beam. That's fifty yeah. inches right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that that's what blew my mind the first time I grabbed that deer. I couldn't fit my hands around the bases. It was like seven and or six and three eighths or something yeah. ridiculous. And then the mass measurements was uh, 
six, five and three quarters, five and three quarters, and four and seven eighths <laughs> on both sides. So you're talking almost 50 inches of mass. Wow. How wide was your buck inside spread? 16 and a half. And he's, going, and he's pushing 70. Yeah. That is a dang giant. Did you yeah, see how tall that freaking thing is? Oh, yeah. Though? Yeah, his tines, so I forget, were like 11. Well, you know, yeah. somebody Shoo. that we used to hunt with, you probably wouldn't have been able to shoot a buck because it wasn't wide enough. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I won't yeah. say yeah. no yeah. names. Yeah, it wasn't but, out past his ears. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. out yeah. past his <laughs> ears. <laughs> it used to be yeah, like you that. You hunted there, too. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Man, a yeah. 70 is at 16 and a half inches wide. That's a giant. Yeah. There's a lot. There is a ton of mass like it almost looks like and maybe it's just because rob's a little shorter but it it almost looks like rob's holding on to this yeti cup when he's yeah. holding on to those hey, horns. like oh, he he's was massive yeah. he's just jealous we got that going for us have <laughs> 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 uh, you ever try to take pictures of someone that's six five two fifty can you wrap, a, uh, see if you can wrap your your hand around jordan's wrist hunter yeah i bet you can i'm sure he can yeah oh, i'm sure <laughs> I hell, I get around his calf probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take you for distance, so. Oh yeah. Oh, all day. <laughs> I couldn't believe it when Hunter, because he had told me when he first shot that buck with last year, he's like, "Man, it's like you're holding a like a like a soda can in your hand." I was chilling at his house one day. I can't remember why I was over there doing. You something. come over there with Ethan, or Easton. Easton. Yeah, and he had the the skull cap off that buck, and I was standing there with the beer in my hand. He handed it to me, and I was like, "Holy cow!" I like re- I'm holding the base of these horns, and it's like my hands are the same thing on us. <laughs> Jesus, I'm telling you, I, the only thing that I I mean, was I'm it an ultra? No, it wasn't an ultra either. <laughs> it wasn't a white claw. It was yeah. a bush light, probably. But I, the only thing that really sucked about that whole thing, which nothing really actually sucked about it, but my dad wasn't there. And my dad was in Kentucky. And I called my dad. I said, hey, man, I just shot the biggest deer any of us have ever seen in our life. And I'm not I'm not pulling your leg like this deer's 50s all day. Ain't no way. I said, Dad, I'm looking at him. I'm standing on over top of him. FaceTime me right now. Well, he's in Kentucky. He ain't got no service. I'm in Georgia. He ain't got no service. <laughs> Send me a picture. Picture won't go through. He, now he's getting pissed. Are you pulling my leg or what's going on here? I said, you can ask Joey and Mike. They're standing here with me. And Joey's like, yeah, Jimmy, you ain't got nothing that looks like this on the wall. <laughs> you know, because Joey and my dad have been best friends since high school, but he was just pulling his leg. But if he so, would have he would have been there for the whole experience, it would have been a little different. But I was so, I don't know, like I, I tried to slow down and, you know, just kind of bask in it a little bit. I didn't film... Well, I did. I didn't film an outro at all. I'm a pro, I'm a producer. I'm a producer guy. You know, yeah. content. I didn't film no exit interview. I didn't film nothing but my genuine reaction with a GoPro, and it was dark as can be. All that stuff because I was genuinely just starstruck. Yeah. That I would. Ne- I'm like, I'd never in a million years in South Georgia think I'd shoot 160 inch. Right. Yeah. I was gonna say so. So, Rob, like, what goes through your mind when you? walk up to a deer and you realize it's probably the biggest deer you're ever going to shoot in South Georgia. Well, first thing it is call my buddy up there. That is a farmer up there that he and I, we do share a piece of property and uh, we share deer pictures all the time because we're only a couple miles apart. So we're trying to just see mm-hmm. what deers we're patterning up, but um, crossing over. But uh, so I called him and I said, man, I killed the giant. He's like, what? 
he goes i'm an hour away he's like so he but it was uh it's just it's it's hard to explain the the thing that got me was like like so the you get there you have to all so everybody's asking me, you gonna hunt tomorrow you gonna hunt tomorrow i'm like yeah i'll probably hunt tomorrow i get i get laid down in the camper i'm there it just starts replaying back through your mind over, <laughs> over and over, and over I, again. I, I couldn't even go to sleep i did i just hunt tomorrow <laughs> i've been hunting all night back <laughs> before over and over yeah <laughs> So, I'm telling you. So it's like a it's a rush you can't hardly describe. Yeah. Know, so, uh, but about but when the farmer did come to the up there, he got to me that night, and uh, he's like, man, he says, uh, he's like telling me, he says, you know, let's ride around with this thing, man. He says, if it were me, he says, it wouldn't come out of the back of my truck to the buzzards are circling. <laughs> That's right. You you remember Puddin when he shot that eight point? Yeah, man. I'll tell you that another like like you. Oh, I want to show it off a little bit, right? I want somebody to see it besides just just me and you know the two guys that were there with me. I was scared to death to cape that deer. Yeah, because I'm like, if I mess up this cape, you know, buy a new one. I'm about to go shoot another deer. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) and hopefully it's somewhat close. Right, and. uh so I took it up to the guy. I'm like, "Hey man, we do y'all cape him? You know, if he's big, enough, if you want to get him, like, yeah, yeah, yeah." I said, "All right, good deal." Well, and I had done talk to. I was talking to a kid, which I knew that I should have said, "Hey, can I talk to so and so?" Because I can't remember his name. But I took it up there and they caped it like normal. I can't take it back to Florida no more. Yeah. So now I got a deer head that's froze got- solid, right. and it has to be skull capped to take it back in the state. So then I had to go dig around and find another person that will skull cap him. So not only did I have to drop him off at one processor, I had to take him to a taxidermist to have him do it. But I was, like I said, cloud nine when I walked in that processor, dude. Like, you know, I'm you're you're good. <laughs> yeah. I ain't you're pitching the yeah. biggest tent yeah. in town right now. So, son. <laughs> I mean, I walked in there and I drug the deer out of the back of the truck. It's a good buck. It's like, yeah, man, that's, that's the second biggest one we had in here today. I'm like, what? <laughs> he said, you want to see the other one? I walk in there. There's 190 inch deer in yeah. that cooler. I said, God. And the, like you said, the deer ain't 17 inches wide. Yeah. His tines are yeah. 18 inches right. long. I'm like, right. oh, where'd you kill that at? He said, some some, uh, some guys from South Florida, some, uh, some Cubans coming here with it earlier and asked if this was a good one. <laughs> He said, I felt like smacking the hell out of him. <laughs> but, yeah, some boys from South Florida shot that. That one that was 190, I ended up talking South to Florida him. People. But they got 40 acres. Is that a good one? Shot that <laughs> shot that deer on 40-acre piece of property. Jeez, yeah. Right good time, right place. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. That's why it's nice to have a good taxidermist in Georgia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I might have to find me a good one. Just, just don't use... Uh, I don't know. What was that? Oh, Triple G. Are you? Triple how, G. Are you? Are you from? Are you far from Valdosta? <clears throat> I drive right through Valdosta. It's a Wildlife Creations Valdosta. He does all kind of exotics okay. and everything like that. I had to look him up. Yeah. Because I mean, I had I brought it back and had a guy from South Florida do it for me, but um, old Raul did it for me. <laughs> but I haven't well, seen the deer yet. It's at my buddy's house in Stewart. Well, I, was, I, I was the same but I like when I got back I had to drag him out of the woods by myself I was there by myself so mm-hmm. I dragged him out of the woods by myself get back up to the camp get him loaded up in the truck because I called the processor because I knew they closed at eight yep so and I was like it was like 745 so I called him I said I'm coming they said all right so I got over there and uh, it, uh but the guy there that they got him caked out for me and, uh, but uh 
is all under, under, under. that's why i only got the pictures in the back of the truck because yeah. i'm by myself you know i, I, think, it. I figured it, it, that had to be a task in itself just to get it in the back of the truck well i'll uh use my because there's a the ditch right there at our thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I pick up right there and yep. just drag him back in the back. I'm telling you, hey, you grab a hold of you grab a hold of him on the Because there was no way I was pulling up. Him off. Yeah, no. there was no way I was pulling him off in the back of that truck no. by myself. So, plus it was wet. You know, it's mm-hmm. because of, it was down there. It was uh, you know already really muddy down there getting him out and everything. Yeah. So, but, oh man, that's awesome. I yeah. just. Something about, I mean, just reliving a moment through other people. Something about walking up on a big deer just gets you ready to be back in the woods again. Yeah. I, the crazy thing is, so like you had the deer on camera and everything, so you knew what deer you were hunting. Right. Well, I didn't know that he was, I, I had him there that, that day and I was just, I was, I was, that, that was my plan. Yeah. But you know how that goes, you know. Uh, well, cause my wife even said to me like, uh, yeah, you'll go there. He don't, he, he never shows up when you're there. Hey, he can smell you. <laughs> <laughs> They don't get that big for me and dumb. No, no, but no. I that buck that I shot, we I run trail camera pictures or trail cameras on that place all over it yeah. from end of July to now, yeah. you know, to January. Right. Never had a single picture of that deer till the night I killed yeah. him. Ever. I call him the nomad buck. Yeah. So he just come come out of nowhere and yeah. like you right place, right time. Yeah. So you talk about walking down there. I and you seen the GoPro video? Yeah. It's hilarious. I'm like, I just shot the biggest deer I've ever seen in my life. I just shot in my hands or like Ricky like Bobby. Times, yeah, I was the biggest deer I ever shot in my life, and and I didn't. I genuinely didn't know how big the deer was. Still, and I just yeah. saw him at 150 yards. But then I walked down there, and I'm like, Ugh. oh my yeah. god. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but well, no, that's the same way I was one because we had him on camera, but you know, the camera didn't do him justice. You know. Oh yeah. And then no. when he stepped out of the woods, it's like, oh my god. No, how the, how the heck does his <laughs> neck hold that crap up? <laughs> well, and that's like there was the picture was literally seconds before I shot him. Yeah, shot him. The next picture is me standing over him with my rifle on my shoulder, which is pretty cool. But <clears throat> I sent I full HD that picture and sent it to my dad the next day. I said, "Tell me you wouldn't have told me this was a three year old deer because he was run down." bad yeah like yeah, he was right. only 180 pounds 175 yeah. pounds i said y'all you would have looked at this picture and goes whoa that deer's gonna be a slammer next year he's 160 <laughs> inches yeah. you know yeah. but that's that's where this trail camera is it's like they're like an illusion yeah sometimes different angles and stuff man yeah. i almost miss like you know trail cameras have become an essential tool but i almost miss the days like back before you really knew what you were chasing. You were just out there to hunt to find something. I agree with you to an extent, depending on what you're trying to do with the property. Yeah. If you're just hunting, it's great. Don't put a camera out. You think about this, though. You said it. You never seen that deer on a trail camera. Ever. Yeah. Well, that's like that one, I mean, that weird wonky one I got in the house. I'd never we've never seen it on a trail camera. Yeah. And you've seen that one, what, once or twice on a trail camera? Oh, well, this this year we had him at his nocturnal at night, yeah. you know, on scrape, you know. Yeah. And then uh, then he came in that, that to that line. Like right now, all I've seen all I'm seeing on our place down Alabama is, is deer at night. Yeah. Yeah. But cool. yet there's another camera. It's all in it's all in the morning. But yeah, right there by camp. Yeah, well, right I'll by, tell you right by camp. another thing <clears throat> and I've seen him do it before. Especially down here. I don't know why, but like people that hunt in the Midwest Go hunt in the Midwest. Deer don't look up. They don't. 
look up in the tree at you, you yeah. know what I mean, when they're hunting. They're just moseying along. They're walking through the woods like normal. These deer down here, they're like. They've learned to look up. That ain't, that ain't a damn raccoon. <laughs> yeah. And they're they've gone. learned to look up. There's, There's those, a big silhouette in that stand and I'm putting a huge, in yesterday. And I'm a huge, huge trail camera guy. I love, I love seeing them taking inventory, seeing their patterns and all that. But down here, I got a buck down here that will literally walk around that tree. I've watched him do it. With a camera on it? He will not. I'm telling you, in the soybeans, there's like a, from where it slings them out of the feeder, it slings them in a big old circle. You will not see that deer underneath that feeder in the daylight. Ever. So I started putting cameras where I thought he was coming from, in between. There he is. Every seven days or, you know, 10 days or whatever. But I still, I still can't believe I didn't get that deer killed this year. You still got time left. No. But it's it's hard to get. After that, I take a big November vacation. It's hard to get motivated to go sit. <laughs> it's hard to get motivated after you kill something. I don't know what it is. I still I want to get back out there bad and shoot another one. I I got it running through me now to get back out there now that we're talking big deer again. But Well, I was talking when we first started that I wasn't going to go this weekend, but... Uh... <laughs> I changed yeah. my mind. I might change my mind. He's going to take <laughs> yeah. He's gonna take some power pole anchors and Frog anchor talk. that camper yeah. down. Yeah. <laughs> anchor the camper in my yeah. butt. <laughs> yeah. You need right. some of those uh, dang shooting houses Rob has. <laughs> some of the ones he's built, son. Yeah. That's actually what I shot that book out of. One of those... Yeah. Which they're great because, uh, you know, you can shut the windows and keep your scent in there and uh, run your ozone if you want to. And Sweet. You can run a little buddy heater in that yeah. bad boy, too. Yeah. I know I hunted out of one of them one time and I brought a little buddy heater with me. I was sitting up in there. I had Sweat. my jacket off. Yeah. <laughs> I had my boots off, my just sitting there in my socks and one pair of pants. Somebody, I think one of my other buddies was in a, a, uh, that was like the day before Mike killed that buck on y'all's property over there. Okay. <laughs> um, and then he's sitting in a buddy saying, he's like, dude, I am cold as shit. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm wearing a long sleeve shirt and one pair of pants. I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm warm. It's like right. 20 degrees right. outside. Yeah. I'm telling you. No, I think the trail cameras, I think if you, when you're trying to, you got all your investment into a piece of property because it, it is a big investment. I oh, think, yeah. I think is an asset to protect your investment. That, you know, that's too. what I was. That's yeah. what I was getting at with yeah. the depending on what you're trying to get out of the property. If you're, you know, if you're trying to shoot some deer and fill your freezer, right. you don't really need to run cameras. You know, you just shoot deer you want. But if you're, <clears throat> like you said, it's an investment in your time, your money, your everything. Right. If you're putting all that time in, and you're like, man, like honestly, the deer I shot this year, if I'd have seen him eating out a feeder. At 100 yards, I probably wouldn't have shot him. Kentucky's well, talking about banning cell cams. A lot of, there's a couple there's, states. Yeah, several like, states yeah, I've yeah. been reading. This. So, I, I wouldn't doubt that Georgia would follow suit if it goes through in Kentucky. So you know you know why? Mm, I don't know I about don't Georgia. I don't think so. Don't think so. You know why? Linear, yeah. Why they're pushing have it outlawed from the instant transfer stuff. Yeah. To where you're sitting at the camp yeah. and a deer pops up on a feeder and you can get there quick enough and they're shooting. Yeah. No. Well, that's why what uh, it's like uh, Boone and Crockett. You can't register it if you have it if you were, if you're running cell cams. Yeah, supposedly. I don't really care because it does make sense. You know, there's that certain you know 
uh, YouTube channel out there that does that. Like, hey, yeah, there's there's old lefties over here at this camera. Let's get down out of this stand and run over there. And yeah, I still think it's I don't know. It's it's just a, it's just a tool. Yeah, yeah it's a tool. Absolutely. It's been yeah. created. Depends on how you use yeah. it. The technology's there. Yeah. I mean. I'm not You've gonna, still got to be there at I the right it. place in the right, right. time. Well, that's, yeah. I, that's for for what we use it for, especially for like you're, we're sitting here doing a podcast and you're talking about your trail camera pictures. I was looking at mine earlier. Yeah, it's five and a half hours away. I can scout from from here. Yeah, yeah. Instead of having to be up there and you go up there, you spend the time, the money, gas, and you know whatever else you're doing. You're like, man, I saw four deer this weekend. Or you got to go in and if you don't have a cell cam, you got to go in and pull the cards. And you're putting yeah, your you're putting your shit woods, everywhere. Right? Yeah. That's yeah. the biggest yeah. thing for me. That property in Florida, I haven't been back in there except to fill the feeder one time since late October. It hasn't been touched. And those bucks are starting to show back up. That ought to be a monster next year if he doesn't. I don't know. He was Unless eight, he's going to go downhill. He was an eight point last year. It's probably the biggest Florida deer body-wise I've ever seen. Mm. I mean, he's probably pushing 180 pounds or, or so, but he's just a big old heavy seven point. But I don't know, man. That one I had, I had a really, really nice eight point in the early season. That he was probably pushing 120, 125 inch eight point for down here, and I don't think he was four and a half. <laughs> so it'd be, he should make a really good jump between this year and next year. But the other deer, the seven point, I had pictures of that deer for five years now, since 2018. <clears throat> I think we're going to go ahead and round this one down. So, what's uh, anybody got any closing thoughts for us? Mm. I don't know. What did I say earlier? So this is a good tip. Now I can't remember what it was. Oh, I never, don't know. never stand up in a canoe. Never see Never pee into the wind. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You're pretty close, but it was get downwind to your your deer so you can smell them in the field. Oh, <laughs> yep, that's what it was. And when you you, you ramble through all that stuff, <laughs> if uh, that would be my my tech tip of the week. Yeah, if if you're if you know what it smells like, a, a buck smells like, and he's on the ground, and you think he's close, walk a circle and use your nose. Yeah. You can, you'd be surprised how often I've, I've done it a couple times where I've smelled him before I could see him. Yeah. I'm going to say uh, <clears throat> know your anatomy, man, because, like, you know, Rob Rob knew he could shoot that deer in the neck because he knows what he's aiming for. Uh, and a lot of people just kind of brown body pull. And that's how you get people that, hey, yeah, I need a Don't dog. bring Al into this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that you know, that's that's why a lot of people end up needing dogs. Yeah. If anybody needs any tips on where to shoot deer, um, you can call Ryland. Yeah. He ain't had to look for any of his yeah, yet. He's yeah. going to put on a uh, an expo here. So yeah, clinic. Yeah, yeah, clinic, yeah. yeah. Once you start murking coots, it's really hard to stop. <laughs> I can't deny that. You know, man. once you shoot one, you're like, well, that I missed the more. I'm going to need a few more this year. Trigger time, trigger time, trigger time. That's, yeah. that's the key. Son, you get that barrel warm shooting some coots. Uh, you know, I like getting <clears> them, letting, them, letting them clump up, seeing when you get in one shot. Yeah, well, that was part of it. I was like, I can't pass that up. But 
you know, once you, you shoot a cute, you got two little breasts and four pieces of meat if you're doing jalapeno poppers. You get six, man. You're good to go. You got 24 jalapeno poppers right there. Grill full. Yep. All right. That's it, boys. We're out. Don't give up. Yeah. Adios. <laughs>